Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. Oh, wow, look at that. That's a, there's a first for everything. I know. We yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I know. We're kind of goofy that way, aren't we? You yeah. know. You know. Um, today we're going to talk about. Um, it's to us. It's really important. Yeah. Whether you're married or with your children or your family or whatever. Um, but one thing, Kathy and I work with a lot of couples, and we talk about a couple of different scriptures um, all the time when it comes to honoring the husband and the wife and, and love and so on and so forth. So today we're going to talk about what is love? What is love? Well, you know, what is, what love? is love? And so, it, it, be honest with you, there's a very simple explanation. It is in the Bible. And, you know, if you're if you're not a Christian or whatever, we don't really care. I mean, it's fine. We hope you're listening. Yeah, okay? it's just an important scripture. It brings so much value to a relationship. And, and, yeah, and in, and in life, not only in a relationship, but with your kids and with, with everything. Relationships. With, does, with yeah. Relationships, period, right? Mm-hmm. And, Kathy, what is it? I'll tell you what the scripture is, and then Kathy's going to read it for us. I love it. She's all excited about reading. I love to read the scripture. (laughs) Yeah, I want to read the scripture. She can read that one. I got another one. I'll probably a couple, one or two more. Um, But um, the scripture is is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It literally tells you what love is. Yeah. You can't, can't, it's undisputable. It's right there. It's laid out in the full context what love is. And I don't think there's any better explanation than what is in the Bible. Yeah. Right. And whether you're a Christian or not, um, love is love. Right. I mean, there's Buddhism, there's Hinduism, and all all that stuff all flows around one thing. I feel most religions, other than the satanic cults, but all the other religions, um, are they right or wrong? You know, I but they. What, what's their what's their center? They 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 flow around love. Yeah. But here is the Bible is exactly what it says. Mrs. Boyd, would you like to read? I that? would be happy to read it. I am going to read this, but I'm going to tell you. you need some, your glasses? No, I'm I'm good right now. I have it highlighted in my Bible. I have it underlined in my Bible. That means I've read it a few times. Oh. So, um, this scripture I think is really really important. It's not always e- easy to follow. Uh, I mean, we all know that, but I really feel that if I can do this every day, my in-love relationships, my family, my kids, my husband, that it says at the beginning of this, love is indispensable. My love will be indispensable. Yeah. So yes. here we go. This is um, 1 Corinthians 13, and starting with verse 4, it says, love is patient. It is, but it's not always easy. Love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. That's difficult. It is not easy. 
easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I think that is so huge. Love never fails, and it won't fail if we practice these things. All right. It, it won't. And, and I think one of the key things, you know, that I, I, I feel probably a lot of that could be easily done, but the one thing that's in there is this holds no records of wrongs. Man, you can't, you have to let that stuff go. Yeah. Kathy and I have been married for 39 years, and I had an affair in 2004, right? She had every right in the, in the world to be extremely mad at me, to leave me, divorce me, whatever she wanted to do, but not once. That was 2004, and it's 18 years later. Mm -hmm. Has she thrown out a fair on my face? Not one time has she brought that up. Are you curious why I never have? Well, you, I know you're very forgiving. I am forgiving, and that's what I wanted to say on that. I know that for people who have walked in that and experienced that, it is not easy. It took a lot of self-seeking. What were my motives in forgiving? What were my motives in you know, unforgiveness as well? But um, I didn't want to be trapped. I didn't want to be stuck in right. that bitterness and that anger. Right. And I knew that there was so much more for my life. But forgiveness had to happen. So it, for me, it came, um, came quickly. And it almost came organically. And I think this scripture helps me. And I realize I probably heard this scripture many times before, but never really thought through right, it right, until right. that experience. So it definitely is helpful to know that God's word tells us what we're supposed to do. And, and, and notice that in there, it, it doesn't say if your husband has an affair, you got to stay there. Mm. All God wants us to do is love each other. Yeah. What's love? There it is right there. Mm -hmm. And even the 21 years prior to the having an affair, it was nothing was ever thrown in each other's face. Yeah. We just, we don't believe in that. It's done. It's There's nothing you can do about what happened in the past, right? Um, it's over with. And yeah. so it, I think what made it easy for Kathy, too, is that she saw the regret in me. Mm -hmm. She saw the sincerity in me wanting to fix our relationship. Number one, I had to fix me. It made me. a huge difference, yeah. Yeah, it made a huge difference. And, the, and doing the work that I was doing to move forward in, in, in the relationship in a healthy way, that made it really easy for her to forgive me. And yeah. man, we t we hear people all the time. They say, that's the one no. Somebody, if my husband has a affair on me, he's gone. I'll never forgive him. And it's like, man, I I understand. We understand that. We you know fully understand it. But. Totally. I think I totally understand that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. But what I do know is without that forgiveness, that I would have just carried that into every other relationship I ever would have ever gotten involved with. Um, or maybe I would have never gotten in a relationship again just and stood there out of fear of hurt and right. fear of pain, uh, not wanting to go through that. So I think it's really, really um, important. And I love that, you know, each of these things, like I said, are not easy to do. Um, but can I share this little quote that I found? Yeah, that's, that, was, that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it'll kind of so. tie into this. So um, a lot of people know who Jay Shetty is. He's a, an author and a self-help coach, life coach. And he's got this new book coming out called Eight Rules of Love. And it was on his Instagram post a couple days ago. But what he says, and then I really think that this, this scripture kind of ties into that, is love is a daily effort. 
Some days it may come easier than others, and that's okay. We've been there. Um, but what should always stay consistent is the respect and admiration you have for your partner's values and goals. So I think if we can know that it's okay to not feel love some days, but we still need to have respect for each other, no matter what we're going through, yeah. that is going to be the key to walk through that. You know, I, and I think what it is, what I want to say is, uh, it's because why won't love, but for me and for you, I know what it's been, is it hasn't been so much that I don't feel that love. It's like, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. I just don't like you today. Your behavior sucks. There's something about your demeanor. I mean, it, both of us, right? Yeah. But you know what? But it's like, okay, it's just today. That's, that's, she's having a bad day. He's right. having a bad day. Overall, She's a wonderful wife. I mean, she's done nothing but good by my side. She continues to do nothing but good by my side, right? You got so happy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> that makes my heart feel good. Yeah. So, so he it's like, that. yeah, I see. So it's like you know, it's 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 so much much more like I don't like you than than I don't love you. Yeah. I mean, that I'm not. I, I can't feel the love for you today. I mean, I, I just can't feel the like for you today. Yeah, that's good. And our and our view is completely completely different. You know. Mm-hmm. Kathy and I work with a lot of married couples and pre-marriage and, you know, just people dating and so on and so forth. And the one thing that when it comes to love, you know, just go over the marriage a little bit. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, let's do that now. I want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to back up. I want to talk about something not so happy. And then we'll end on the marriage part because yeah. it's, it's really good. So when it comes to parents and your children, right? it's right there. Everything's right there, how you're supposed to love your children. You're not supposed to be jealous of them. Right? You're supposed to love them unconditionally. You're supposed to be their protector. Right? You're supposed to be there for them, hold them up, lift them up, understand them when they're having a problem. Encourage them. Encourage them, right? There, there's some scriptures in, in, in Matthew and Mark and in Luke and I want to say Matthew 18 6 I'm, I'm looking at my notes but fathers do not provoke your children to anger to discourage them man that is just like tell you, there's a law right there and I can tell you that myself, and I've talked to plenty of the men and, and women that we have helped, and their fathers are the ones that are provoking them to anger, to discourage them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I fell in the world of sin, which in Luke, I think it's uh, 17, 2 and 3, or 9, Mark 4, 9, 42, says, if you, harm, if you harm a little more of mine, you cause them to fall into sin, you'd be better off with a millstone tied around your neck. And thrown into the sea. Ouch. That basically what Jesus is saying <laughs> yeah. is you'd be better off dead. Right. Right. But we don't hear about those scriptures. That, that both those scriptures you don't love your children as Christ loved children, as Christ loved the church, right? As Christ loved his bride. Christ is the ultimate, ultimate mm. example of love. Yeah. Period. He's the ultimate. Yeah. Right, and so the, parents, we have to treat our children like a child of God. Yeah. Right. They don't need. You know, we could go whole, do a whole other thing on, mm. on on children's discipline and stuff, but you just got to be careful. 
And I think too, just as a reminder in this, at this moment, when you're speaking that it comes to mind is that we realize that sometimes we didn't have the best examples growing right. up. Right. And so sometimes we have been, or somebody may have been in a situation where that wasn't displayed in their home, but that doesn't mean we need to carry it over. Right. That is that generational curse. Right. So if you grew up in a home similar to yours, exactly, where there was no encouragement, there was an only discouragement, there was the beating down emotionally, physically, spiritually, it doesn't have to stay that way, moms and dads. No. It doesn't have to stay that way, parents. No, we have a choice today to do differently. And I honestly, when I hear those scriptures, it makes my heart sink because I know that there's people who have experienced that, mm -hmm. including yourself. Right, exactly. And I am so grateful. I'm just by Christian parents. No by Christian parents. But I am so grateful to say today, you have made changes so that you don't carry right. that same behavior into our marriage and in, into our children right. coming up. Now, were there problems in the home? Yes, there yes, was there a was. lot of toxic toxicity and things growing up. But that's one thing that I am super proud to say is that we have broken that generational curse. So, you, you know, the one thing, I, I was talking to a gentleman in, in a recovery center. This recovery center was usually, not usually, it was 95% men right out of prison. Mm. And I was in there specifically to talk about abuse and my journey from abuse into healing and recovery and all that. And there was a gentleman that um, spoke up and said, well, my dad beat me and I'm fine. Hmm. I says, well, would you be willing to reconsider what you just said? I mean, you just got out of a two-year stint in, in, in prison and you're in a drug rehab facility. And he kind of hemmed and hawed, and I said, well, would you want to do something? I said, you tell me no. I'm not going to make you do this. It's a question. He says, why don't you go back to that little kid that was being beat by his dad? Go back and see what we have. Well, you know, I was, I'm okay. I go, if you, if you don't want to do it, just tell me. You won't do it. But he chose to do this. He went back, and he sat with that little kid, and he just sunk in his chair. And he goes, dang. He goes, how'd that feel? He goes, not good. I go, now do you want your children to feel that way? So the question I have to you is just because it happened to you, mm -hmm. do you want it to happen? Do you want your children to feel the way that you felt? Fear, scared to death of you? You know, it, it's respect over fear when it comes to children and discipline. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's the ultimate show of love yeah. is to change the behavior of something that has been so ingrained it's, in you. It, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. None of this is easy. No, that's what it's like. But it's a journey, and it's a journey that with one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, one coach at a time, one mentor at a time, one spot, whatever that looks right. like, you can change. We can change. We yeah, have changed. We have changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've seen made that opportunity. So love is a... It can be very messy at times. And while prayer and Bible reading is absolutely essential and yeah. necessary, it's not the all the it's not the answer to everything. And there's gonna be some people who go click, Randy, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy because if you really read the Bible, you're gonna find the little things in there that say, you know, you gotta do your own work. Right. There's action involved. There's action there's involved action in stuff. order to change, yeah. right? So. But but believe me, I'm telling you, prayer and and and, and reading the Bible is absolutely 100% essential for your life. 
absolutely. Yeah. So, Kathy and I, we, we, we work with a lot of married couples, pre-marriage, like I said earlier. And one, there's some scriptures in Ephesians that we always talk about. And I actually tied the scriptures in Ephesians and flipped it right over to 13, 4 through 8, 1 Corinthians. Because it, it, it marries each other. Right? And these the, the scriptures, um, let, me get, let me get my bearings here. I'll sing. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's a circus clown. <laughs> okay, all right. Now. So, Ephesians five twenty one. It says this. Okay, to start off. It says Ephesians five twenty one says, "Submit to one another. Submit to each other, out of reverence for Christ, out of respect for Christ." Yeah. All right. So we have to submit to one another. All right. And now we're going to go down, right? So that's out of love for God. We're going to be submissive to what he asks us to do mm -hmm. and out of love for each other. Right. And this is the scripture. And some of this, I think, is backwards, in my opinion, but I'm going to read what it says. 525 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. So what does that love look like? Go right back here to 13.4. Can I just elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. first thing it says is love is patient. Yes. There might be a times when you don't want to be patient with oh. me because I've irritated you. Right. Okay. What does uh, Ephesians say there? The very uh -huh. first one, that this one, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That means you don't want to be patient. That's okay. You still need to be patient. Right. Because love is patience. Right. So you have to set aside... Or I have to set aside my frustration, my differences, or whatever, to be patient with you. And we've experienced that a lot in our in our new journey here right. in Arizona, um, where I've had to learn to be patient with Randy, and he's had to learn to be patient with me. Um, and we do that out of reverence for each other and out of reverence for Christ. So then it, it, it goes down, let's go down to 28. It says, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Indeed, no one ever hated his own body, but he who nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, for we are, are uh, members of his, whole, of his holy body. So uh, I got to love my spouse like I love myself. Mm -hmm. And there was a point in time when about two years in recovery, I, I, I go, boy, what, you're stupid. I go, you wanted your wife to love you this certain way, mm. right? But you didn't love yourself. And because you didn't love yourself, you couldn't love her the way you should, that you should be loving her, the way she would want to love you back, yeah. right? So I, it's like, well, you're my wife, right? You're, you're my wife. Why submit to your husband's as to the Lord? Why aren't you submitting to me, mm. right? So the, the answer is, you want your wife to submit that you first have to love her as Christ loved the church. You got to love yourself. You got, and you got to love yourself. Yeah, that's... It's kind of like this whole thing should be reversed. I mean, that's, that's my, my personal feeling, but it, it's, it's, 
Well, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just elaborate on that because, yeah, that is so, so true. And I'm sure there's people out there that maybe in, in marriages or relationships where it's hard. It's hard to love somebody who's bitter. It's hard to love somebody who's angry. It's hard to love somebody who doesn't love themselves. Um, and so I I was that person for the longest time. I I almost, I shared, I think it was in my testimony that we did a few weeks ago, I, I shared that. I would just like go through the motions of what love was not feeling it, but just doing it sometimes. And sometimes we have to just do that to get through it too. I I don't regret that, but I know that my emotional connection to love was very distant at Mm -hmm. that point. My ability to love was very distant Mm -hmm. at that point. And it's, you know, I can understand husband, wife, either side where it's like, is she ever, or is she ever gonna, come back and love me the way well if you keep being the person you were no no but if, if the consistent change and i want to say that the yeah. transformation right the, the renewing of your mind the transformation now, and, and i can't we, we can't you can't even guarantee that though no. sometimes the, the damage has been done and it's like i can't I, it doesn't really matter it's but really, it can improve it can improve yeah, yeah. definitely can improve. You know, it can definitely improve and so you know when it talks about submit to your husband's as to the lord the, the word cement, it, it's the Greek word hepatoso, is that, it, that. I'm, getting, I'm pretty good getting there, huh? Is <laughs> <laughs> you're under submission of each other. Your wife isn't higher, isn't more than you or less than you. Yeah. You're not more or less than her, right? You're equal in God's eyes. We have to remember that. People think, well, I'm the husband, therefore I got more statue. You, you know what? In God's eyes, you're just a little taller than me. That's all it is. That's it, right? (laughs) I mean, and and so it's like when they say submit, what they really were saying is we want you to walk side by side with each other. We're both on a submission, we're both on a mission Mission. with God, all right, And, and, and under God, right? Whatever that mission might be, we're submitting to God. Randy is the spiritual head of the house. Randy is, is, you know, he's taking care of the spiritual stuff that needs to be taken care of. Therefore, I'm going to walk with him, right? She, I don't make her submit to me. You know, we both have free wills, mm-hmm. and I love her. And because I'm not like, Kathy, you got to do this. How come this food wasn't cooked this way? How come you didn't do that? How come you didn't do it this way? How come you don't do it that mm-hmm. way, right? Who wants to love that? No, man. Who it's like, hard to love? it's hard to love and so um again we just you know it, it we always tell the couples whether it's the female the the, the 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 female or the male we don't care about what your spouse is doing like if i'm working mm-hmm. with a guy yeah what's your side of the street look like right. all right well, well well no what's your side of the street look like well she does i go i don't care what she does how are you responding to her? Yeah. And Kathy does the same thing with, with the women. What's your part? How are you showing up? What's yeah. your part? How are you showing up in, in this in this whole thing? Um, it, it's really, really, really important. Um, there's something, and, and again, there's something here in First Peter three seven through eight. Again, it talks about how um, you husbands, uh, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives, treat your wife with understanding, as you as you, you live together. She may That's be the with, love is kind section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> treat treat your wife with understanding as you live together. I mean, it's a, 
we don't have to agree with each other. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we don't, but right. it's just like, well, you know, I'm going to walk away right now. But it's like Jay, Jay, Jay Shetty says, you must respect the other person right. even in that moment. Yeah, even in those moments, you yeah. can't disrespect them. Yeah. Right. I, I know for Kathy, and for me too, that a lot of times Kathy, because she knows who Randy is, the true spirit of Randy, right? And that's what kept us together through the rough times of our marriage. She yeah. has told me that, that it's because I know who the real Randy is. Not who you were becoming. But... Right. Who, right? That helps her today. Yeah. Right? You're just going through something. She she can tell, right? And she'll talk, we'll talk about it. But um, it, it's understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than, than me. Yeah, she is, but she is your equal partner. It says it right there. She is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Mm-hmm. She's my equal partner. Right? Yeah. Treat her as you should so your prayers. Guys, I'm telling you, this is important right here. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Think about that one. Yeah, I think that comes to uh, at the end of First Corinthians here. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. If men are persevering in their prayers, right, they're not going to be hindered. And the scripture is going to play out in their lives. Right. I think that's right. beautiful. That's right. awesome. Now, of course, you know, understanding that we're all human beings and we do make mistakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it like that. But it gets to a point, too, where some people will use that as, as an excuse one too many times. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I know you're human, but, you know, you keep repeating the same behavior over and over and over. But I also want to just kind of elaborate on something that just came <laughs> to my mind, too. I love when just the Spirit speaks to me. Um, you know, sometimes we get stuck. We get stuck in where we don't like another person. But what I'm learning to do, and this is something that's relatively new for me, is looking for the differences that I do appreciate. Um, because sometimes the negative things or the negative consequences of actions, of arguments, of not getting along, whatever, we forget that there's so many positive things, and Absolutely, I think yeah. I think that it, that to me is if we can if we can learn to get to a place where we don't like that person that day, we don't ag- agree with what they've said or done. I know this is a word for somebody. Look at the things you do appreciate. Look at the things that they have done that have benefited you right. and your marriage, right. because those things I think will far outweigh the moments we're in. Because typically those are only moments. They're yeah. not. They don't go on and on and on and on. If they do, call us. We're going to help you through yeah, that. Right, right. But um, I think that for me, that, those are the things that when I'm in a place of frustration, I don't allow my frustration or I'm working on not allowing my frustration to consume me to not be able to love. I am seeking the positives in our marriage, the positives in my husband, right. the positives in how we've overcame certain circumstances because we can't stay, we don't stay stuck forever. No. And I think that's... That's I, I, a great thing. I even got to the point to where, you know, as badly as I was abused, you know, for those years, it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, Randy. You lived on the beach, right? You were able to surf almost every day. Um, there was a lot of good things, all right? Believe me, they. I'm not discounting the abuse that happened in any, in any manner, but, yeah. Um, but it's... it's um, 
we have to look for the positive yeah. too. Okay. And that's a sign of love. I think that's when we oh. can overcome our frustrations, that's showing love. So I'm going to end with this, and i got one quick quote, and then we'll... we'll, okay. we'll uh, finally, all of you should be of one mind. Okay. Mm. Now, if we're all in sync with love, right, we're in one mind. Right. It doesn't mean we're gonna have this, not gonna have disagreements. Yeah. But, right, that one mind should be a mind of Christ. Yeah. Sympathize with each other. Mm. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Mm. Man, that says it right there. Yeah. So whether you're a husband or a wife, right, when it all boils down to love, this all applies to it. You know, and, and if you think that you're treating your husband, your wife, or your children, right, with love and kindness and all that, I would ask you to take your Bible, go stand in front of a mirror, and read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, and ask yourself, where's that? Let me have it. Ask yourself, am I patient? Mm. Am I kind? I guarantee most parents, the first question, no. <laughs> okay. Am I envious? Am I boastful? That's good. Am I proud? Do I dishonor others? Am I self-seeking? Mm -hmm. Am I easily angered as you're sitting or yelling and screaming at your kid and who knows what? Hopefully you ain't beating him with your fist or a belt, but, you know. Keeps no records of wrong. Am I keeping records of are wrongs? You, are you keeping records yeah. of wrongs? Do you delight in evil? And don't rejoice in the truth. Mm -hmm. Are you making accusations about your children mm -hmm. instead of listening to the truth? Yeah. Are you protecting? Do you trust? Do you have hope? Always hopes. Do you hope? Do you, your wife, your children persevere? Ask yourself those questions. Take this Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Mm, and good. ask yourself those questions. That's powerful, man. I don't know if I can get through all of those. It, 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 uh, it, the it, first it, one would just oof, get to me. So, but no, that's tough. a great little uh, tool. So use it. <laughs> I'm going I'm to end with this. Love. If you are to be a godly husband, you need to have love for your wife. Mm. A love that is far greater than the love you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. Sound easy? It isn't. We naturally love ourselves so much more than the one we claim to love the most. Mm. You will need to have a great love for your wife and children and a greater love still for God. You must be willing to count yourself last. Ooh. Mm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You and I try to make each other first. First, yeah. yeah. You must be willing to die for your wife just as Christ died for the church. All right? but harder still to live for her. Mm. So what they're talking about dying is what are you going to give up for your wife yeah. so that you can live in harmony with her? Yeah, That's good. Okay? You need to be willing and equipped to lead your wife with a humble, confident, and godly Ephesians 13, 4 through 8 love. Mm. 
That's good. Okay. And that's by Tim Chalice. Chalice. That first Corinthians that you meant. Huh? Was it the scripture you just said? You said what did I say? You said Ephesians. I think oh, you meant first Corinthians. First Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. I do that once in a while. First Corinthians. Be confident. First. First Corinthians. You know what you're saying. 13, 4 through 8. 4 through 8. <laughs> gotcha, honey. I got you, you got, covered. You got me That's love right there, being able to cover the other. Yeah, and not getting all defensive about yeah. it. Yeah, that's so. good. So. I love you. I love you, too. Okay, I hope everybody else loves each other, Yeah, I too. hope you love us. No, no. We, you know, you, you, if you don't, you don't know what you're missing out if on. If you don't, you better go back to to this uh, First Corinthians yeah. and start practicing. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible says all we got to do is love each other. Yep, that's right. Actually, God says that. God says that. Yeah. So, um. That was good, honey. Thank you. That almost feels like it should be a Valentine's Day podcast. Maybe we can do something like that again in Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, we'll do something like that. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. So, oh, it would be nice just to get some of our couples and do the podcast. Yeah, that would be fun. Hey, so couples, if anybody's out there, we can do it from a distance. Yeah. Um, let us know if you'd be, be willing to step on here and uh, kind of maybe do a podcast with us. Uh, so, no. anyways, in closing up, uh, we just want to invite you to. Um, Share this podcast, subscribe to the podcast in whatever platform that you are watching it on or listening to it on. Um, we also want to encourage you, you can contact us through changeyourlifestorynow.com. Uh, there is a link there that will take you directly to our Courageous Healers Foundation website. Uh, the Courageous Healer Foundation website is our 5013C nonprofit foundation that helps men, women, and children heal from the scars of abuse. Um, we are also seeking, and this is super, super hard, but it is, we are seeking donations to our nonprofit. Um, if you are willing and able to seek a, uh, to give us a donation, you can do so um, at the website. Um, all tax deductible. It's all tax deductible, absolutely. Um, if you can want to set up for a monthly, it could be $5, $10, whatever you want to do. We have had people doing that. We appreciate you so much. The donations help cost help cover the cost of those that can't afford the healing journey that they so desire and so um, that they need to be on. I mean, we all deserve healing in our life. And so it definitely helps offset the cost of that. Um, you can also find Randy's book, uh, Healing the Wounded Child Within, which is also in Spanish, which I don't have it in front of me, so I can't say it, but it's also in Spanish and can be uh, found in uh, on Amazon. Amazon. Uh, and on Kindle uh, mm -hmm. as well. So all of that information you'll find on that website. But if you go to changeyourlifestorynow.com, it can lead you to all of those places. Right. And they, there's a contact form on there if you want to reach yeah. out to us for, for some coaching or have any questions. Yes, so. if there's anything that we can do to help you, that's God's put us, this has been our purpose. This is uh, it's how we show our love is to be right. able to give back what we so beautifully have received in our healing journey. So, anything else, honey? I love you. I love you. <laughs> so. Uh, so, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode, everybody. And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. Kathy does. More importantly, God, God does. does. Be blessed, everybody. Have a great, Have a great week. week. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. 
please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.